Chapter 1. April, 2007. Quinn was at the party less than ten minutes when he realized that someone was following him. Since he entered the mansion, he'd felt a growing sense of unease. He had chalked it up to nerves at first. Covering charity parties was always an awkward affair, but instead of dissipating soon after he arrived, his anxiety had steadily increased. Everything about the party appeared off. For starters, all the other attendees were significantly better dressed than he was. He had worn his best suit, okay, his only suit. But all the men he saw were in tuxedos, and the women were dressed to the nines. By itself, that might not mean much. But some of the outfits looked old-fashioned, more appropriate to Victorian England than the 21st century. The house was also fancier than he expected. Instead of the usual hotel ballroom reception, this one was in a castle. Quinn hadn't even known there was a castle in Loudoun County. The decor was medieval style, from the chandeliers lit with real candles to the tapestries hung on the stone walls. Quinn also had the uncomfortable feeling that some of the guests were watching him. It was nothing obvious. Most seemed to be sipping red wine and talking to each other. But he thought he saw several sidelong glances in his direction. You're being paranoid, he told himself. Why would they be watching you? But once the thought had entered his head, he found it tough to shake. He had the distinct feeling he wasn't welcome. Covering a party like this was always tough. Nobody wants to talk to a reporter. But this one was beginning to feel decidedly hostile. I need to find Kate, he thought. Quinn pushed his way through the throng of guests and looked for the next room. Along the way, he noticed that several people weren't just sneaking looks at him anymore, but also nodding to each other and pointing. His sense of paranoia increased. He had the impression that somewhere in the midst of the crowd, someone or something was lurking. Quinn walked quickly through the vaulted archway in front of him into the next room, casting several looks behind him as he went. It was no good trying to reason himself out of it. He felt a swirl of fear in his gut, gnawing at him from the inside. He could hear the faint sound of a flute playing somewhere, and the tune sounded more fit for a funeral dirge than a party. The room he was now in was even more bizarre than the first. It looked like some kind of hunting room. There were different animal heads on the wall, a lion, tiger, hippo, and... He stopped in the center of the room and looked up. Was that a horse? Who the hell hunts horses? As he looked higher, the trophies became even weirder. There were animals he had never seen before, including one that was all fur and sharp teeth. Further up were creatures that were better suited to nightmares than decorations. Quinn decided enough was enough. He was now officially creeped out and wanted to get the hell out of there. He began to push more rapidly through the crowd. As he did so, he heard a noise behind him and saw guests pointing in the direction he had come. When Quinn looked behind him, however, he saw nothing but a quick movement, as if a figure had been there, but had just ducked behind some guests. The music was growing louder and more ominous. Quinn kept moving through the mass of people who now seemed to be crowding him. Excuse me, he said. But instead of letting him through, the guests seemed to be hemming him in even more. The man in front of him simply gave Quinn a cold stare and stood motionless. Quinn didn't hesitate and shoved the man aside. Whatever was going on here, the crowd was clearly against him. The man stumbled back, knocking into several other guests. Several wine glasses fell to the floor. Quinn ignored their shouts of protest and kept moving forward. He suddenly realized he was dreaming. The castle, the decor, the guests finally registered with him as unrealistic. There was no party to cover, just a nightmare to escape. The fact that it was a dream wasn't important. 
He knew better than most that dreams had power. He ran into the next room, now more desperate than ever to find Kate. He was almost blinded by what he saw. He had heard of the concept of a rainbow room before, but this was insane. The entire room was decorated from floor to ceiling in a bright spectrum of colors. The effect was disorienting, like Quinn had stumbled into a demented preschool. Quinn kept his eyes on the floor and looked quickly for the exit. He chanced to look back to see that the crowd had now parted and stood in two distinct groups on either side of the room. In the path that they had created, a solitary figure strode forward with a ferocity that alarmed Quinn. He couldn't see a face nor any defining characteristic. Clothed in black robes, the figure wasn't running, but was moving forward rapidly.